All right, hopefully Leslie will come back and join us. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden my audio went blank or you couldn't hear me. This is Stacy Yesner with Coffee Talk. Hopefully Leslie will come back and join me. So let me see if I can get her back. Um, so let me see if I can get her to join us. All right, there we go. Much better. I don't yes. know what happened there. So, um, so, uh, so the wildfires, when do they, I mean, you said, uh, when is typically the season for them? It kind of depends on our weather. This year we've had a lot more rain than is typical. So, you know, we have a friend that works for Cal Fire and he says it doesn't matter. We're still going to get those fires. But typically summer, I would say maybe August, September. Okay. Yeah. But the fact that you've had a lot more rain, do you think that will impact the severity of them? Yeah. I I'm curious. I kind of thought that it would would help, but our friend who works for Cal Fire was saying it also has created a lot more brush because we had a lot more growth in some areas, you know. So then as we go longer, as we come through the summertime um, and don't get the rain, we'll kind of face, you right. know, still kind of be in that. I said so it kind of seems like a no-win situation, right? Rain, right. Rain, we're still going to get wildfires, so. Right. And how far are you from the area that really gets impacted by the fires? Um, I mean, we've had, we've had, sometimes, sometimes they're going, um, they're kind of been all over Stacey. I can't really say, I mean, not really local. We do have, um, this is considered a high fire zone behind me, um, PV estates um, can, but we don't, haven't really had problems with this area so it's more um i don't know like east of us okay but That's i mean good. in even northern california sometimes when they're having you know their fire season we do get the smoke down here right the smoke but i'm just talking more about like how you um advise your potential sellers or your buyers during that process like how does that yeah. how does that affect you during you know fires? It's not fire not season? really something that we deal with here in the South Bay in terms of it actually being directly impacting Got us. Got it. Got it. And so South Bay, what areas is that does that encompass? Because I'm you know I'm familiar more with like you know Redondo Beach, Ma Manhattan Beach, that area. So where's South Bay in relation so, to all that? That is the South Bay, except okay. it's just a larger area than that. So the South Bay would include Manhattan Beach, Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, Torrance, Palos Verdes, um, as far as, as far east, I guess, as Carson, um, El Segundo. So it's a, a fairly oh, large area, kind of south of Los Angeles, but I guess, we tend to think of it or i tend to think of it for myself as far as the areas that i mostly focus on so redondo beach hermosa beach manhattan beach palos verdes torrance um is kind of more the hub got it so i know you know traffic wise that could like how how far do you travel 
because I know it can take you a while to get from one area to the other. So what's yeah, your... interesting enough, I went to the Magic Castle, which is in yeah. LA. Castle. I've been there. Okay, and then it's probably about fifteen miles, and it was you know probably a good hour and a half, if not longer, commute. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think kind of working probably like a ten mile radius is probably more realistic i mean most people who work in the beach cities again that's kind of i guess you know you have the south bay and then within the south bay you have the beach cities and um most people i guess would kind of focus more on that but of course if you have clients you know that you i mean we would travel for business just depending on the specific situation but yes traffic is definitely an issue here but so do most of the, I mean, so you do South Bay, so you have a big area. You're, you're traveling a, a large, I mean, it's almost like me. I not just work in Chicago in the city. I work in the suburbs as well. Right. Where some agents will just focus on, you know, Chicago and some agents will just focus on one suburb. Right. Um, so and I think our communities here are, you know, sometimes in certain areas, we used, I used to live in Texas, you do have really well-defined communities where here they're not so well-defined. So I think it's kind of to your point that we don't have just one specific area where it's, you know, a bedroom community that you just, like, that's your area. It is a little bit more widespread. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, yeah, it's very interesting when you speak to people in different parts of the country, how they, they market and how they, you know, the, the areas that they cover because some people are just so hyper local and right. And hyper specific, hyper specific. Exactly. So you, um, did marketing before this, right. And so what, what made you go into real estate or, you know, why did, why did you decide to switch? Um, I think a number of reasons. I think, I mean, really for a long time, I've been interested in real estate. Uh, my husband at one point in time bought some rental properties that we um, held and flipped. And um, his background uh, is he's done construction. He studied architecture. So together, like it's always been something that we've been kind of passionate about. Um, but my career previous to this, like you said, it was in marketing media sales. And so the part of that job that I really enjoyed was helping people like seeing customers grow, helping them like define their business plans and their marketing plans and just seeing, you know, the, the evolution of their businesses based on, you know, helping them achieve certain things. So, um, it was something that I had thought about for a long time, but not taken the step as many of us do kind of like have that dream in mind but really like deciding to go for it takes a, a little nudge and about five years ago my husband suffered a severe surfing accident and um i was at my job in anaheim which is about an hour away when i got a call from um our hospital up here and they said that they had a john doe um that might be my husband and they didn't know if he was going to make it and that I needed to get to the hospital. And I think, I mean, once we got past that whole experience, it kind of was a catalyst for me just to like 
A, I didn't want to be so far from home. B, I wanted to live my dream. And my dream had been, you know, starting a real estate career. And I just thought, you know, there's no more time to waste. Right. Wow. Um, and I mean, your husband's okay. He is. Yeah. I mean, um, he was non-responsive for a couple of days. Um, it took them 12 minutes to bring him in once they, somebody realized that there was a surfboard out there with no one attached. So, um, you know, he had some recovery time, but yeah, he's okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's great. Um, so, so you were doing marketing for other people. Now you're marketing yourself. So what is marketing that myself like? and marketing my clients, right? I mean, especially right. on the listening side, but on the yeah. listening side, but marketing yourself. So what is how, you know, I know that that isn't always easy, right? Putting yourself out there and um, being in front of the camera, so to speak, you know, doing the social media stuff. So how has that been for you? Um, yeah, yeah, it's much different marketing a product than marketing yourself. And um, I'm pretty soft spoken, even when I think I'm not being soft spoken, people would disagree. And I'm, uh, I'm fairly introverted. So it's definitely been a learning curve for me a learning curve that I have not mastered and still a, a very much a work in progress. Um, been a lot of things that I have had to learn. I really was not very active on social media at all because I'm also a pretty private person. So, um, yeah, really, you know, trying to find my voice and, um, connect with people or, and allowing myself to like, I guess, share myself and, and find my people and having them find me has been, um, definitely, I would say one of the most challenging parts of the job. Um, as Andrew, the snapping realtor said, you're doing a, such a good job and you are, I love some of your reels and even your, your posts. I think you, um, I love watching what you do on social media. Well, thank so. you. I would say the same to you. And, uh, oh, boy, thanks. Aren't, aren't we lucky to have the snapping realtor who gives us some great advice and encouragement? Yes. Thank you, yes. Andrew. <laughs> Um, but it is scary doing the reels, right? And especially, you know, we're not 20 something. So. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> yeah. So a lot of getting over how you look, how you sound. Right. Right. And just putting yourself out there. Yeah. So it is, it is, um, definitely, um, you know, taking that jump, that leap of faith and just seeing what sticks. And, and I don't want to say making fun of ourselves, because that's not the right, the right, the right comment. But you know, just, it doesn't matter. It's Maybe just having all fun of, with ourselves, right? Right, exactly, exactly. And just trying new things and, and, and seeing, you know, who we connect with. Yeah. And I think having um, a community of like-minded people at Compass, you know, being able to share experiences and with, you know, agents like yourself across the country, you know, that A, that we can, you know, bounce ideas off and, and B, like just having that network for our clients is just such, has been just such a, 
a benefit, I, you know, in this business to have right. that, that right. work. Right. right. And not taking ourselves so seriously. Exactly. Right. That is one thing that I've definitely learned and definitely um, commented on. We can't take ourselves seriously. And some of our reels are funny and some of them are ridiculous. And the ones that <clears throat> do get more views are probably the ones that are a little more ridiculous. Well, I guess, I mean, people can relate, right? I mean, we all find ourselves in those ridiculous situations or, you know, I guess it's kind of taking it to the extreme, but it's relatable. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, eventually we will see a return on it. And it's really just about finding that one person that we connect with. Right. Yeah. So what is the one thing or the one um, biggest takeaway that you've gotten from any of the groups or masterminds, um, you know, in the time that you've been with Compass? Like, is there one thing that you've appreciated the most? I mean, I, I would say not one specific idea, but again, um, I would say it's, it's agents across the country's willingness to share, um, to collaborate has just been, again, such a gift for me from, you know, the number of networking calls that I do, whether it be farming mastermind or, you know, social media mastermind. I mean, I'm just wowed all the time about um, how genuinely people care and want to help and, you know, are willing to give, you know, their work product or their ideas or their time. Um, yeah, I would say that's like the biggest thing for me, being part of a community of people who are just genuine and want to help and collaborate in whatever way possible. And I think that's one of the principles, right? Collaborate without ego. Right. And that's the one that I love the most. And that's, Absolutely. And that is the one thing that I found and I've enjoyed most about Compass is <clears throat> the fact that I could pick up the phone and call anyone that I've met or anyone that I've talked to and problem solve and figure out a situation or, you know, figure out what to do to help a client to, to, you know, prospect to do whatever and, you know, get through the slow season that we're in right now or when things are crazy or how to build a team or who to bring on first or whatever the issue is. All right. Or even, you know, what did you do to get your buyer's offer accepted? And, you know, when they're, you're in this multiple offer situation or this, you know, weird market, like what are people doing, right? Correct. How can we help our clients when? Correct. Or to and find resources right. for our clients. And yeah. Stacy, while I have you, I know, I mean, you've done such a nice job interviewing me, but I would love to hear about you and your market, what's going on there. <laughs> I don't want to miss this opportunity because oh. people do move to Chicago from LA. So tell us, tell us what you can. Uh, what would you like to know? We are, you know, it's depending on where you are, where you want to go there. I mean, is the city hot of, right now or the suburbs or both? It, it depends where, 
I mean, it depends on the price point. You know, I'm looking in some parts of the city for people and prices are coming down in some, you know, in some neighborhoods in the city. In other neighborhoods, you know, things are is that price right? Like townhomes or condos? No, or condos in certain neighborhoods um, because there's several of them. Some have been sitting on the market for a while, um, and it could be mean that they need updating. Um, like in the South Loop, there's a lot of inventory. Um, in some parts, uh, like in some of the hotter neighborhoods, like. Logan Square, um, Ukrainian Village. I think if they're priced right, they're going multiple offers still. Um, single family homes, like in some of the suburbs, um, there's a lot of inventory. If they're not updated, they may sit for a little longer. Um, if they are updated and they're priced correctly, they're going quickly. So it just, I think in the three to $500,000 price range, things are going quickly. If it's over between five to $700,000, $800,000, if it's updated, depending on the suburb, it might, it might go um, quickly. It might not if it's over. Um, it just depends. Part of the problem is, is I don't know when school starts for you guys. School starts here in like three and a half, four weeks. And so we're in the a same lot, boat here, right? And so a lot of people have already secured housing if they want to start school in the suburbs. So I just did. I just met with two potential sellers on Monday, and one has a very unique property. Like, um, and I said to her, I'm like, she wants to try and sell it for sale by owner, and. I love compasses. I don't know if you've seen it. Compass has their for sale by owner, like guide. Uh huh. And I help handed tips. it to her, right? The helpful tips. And I right. handed it to her. And I knew going in, like it was, you'll do the CMA, you know, I, well, we're going to try and sell it. But it's actually my lender's mom. And um, she, and I said, you know, the property is really unique. So in order to really sell it on social media, on a website, like on Zillow or wherever, you need to make sure that you take professional pictures. Like you, you need to show the property. Right. And that'll be, that won't be cheap. Right. And, and you need to make sure that you're marketing it. Right. Because a lot of the houses that are being built up around you are all being built by the same builder. They all look the same. The finishes might look a little different, but they're all the open floor plan, whatnot, and that's not what this house is. And she goes, oh. I'm like, that's all stuff I take care of. Right. It's harder than you think, right? There's more to it than you think. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I mean if someone is is able to do it on their own i think more power to them right but you do want them to be prepared and to know the things that they need to do in order to maximize their sales price right right and we're an attorney state so i said you know you need to make sure that you have an attorney that can help you in the event that you get multiple offers and if you you know and all of those things and how to screen and and how to screen because it's not always the top dollar amount it's the right. other things. So, and well, I we just 
I'm sorry, not, I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, and I didn't want to say, you also need to be able to screen like lenders and all, all that because I didn't want to get that in detail. Right. But. Yeah, I was going to say we had market chatter this morning and, and we're kind of in that same boat. It depends on the house. It depends on the area. Um, and, and people definitely are looking at, you know, more cream puff properties, not as interested in the fixers right now. So you're seeing multiple offers, but you're you're kind of seeing them creep up in price based on a, a multiple counter. You're not seeing these crazy hundreds of thousands like right out of the gate. But we're also hearing that buyers, even though there's such limited inventory, they're kind of feeling a little bit of control and and they're falling out, you know. So kind of what you said, right? Screening and make, making sure you choose the right person who's motivated to, to make it all the way through is um, no small skill, especially right. right now. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it really makes a huge difference. So we just have to make sure that we're keeping our buyers and our sellers educated. And I also have a property that's been sitting on the market because of the area that it's in. And I know it's overpriced and I have to just keep the seller educated mm -hmm. and let her know that yes, it's overpriced and hopefully she will eventually come down. Right. She's come down a little bit. Now I just have to get her down more so we can eventually sell it. So, yeah, keep having conversations, fun. right? Yeah, it's it's sending her it's sending her the insights from um from Compass and from our MLS and letting mm -hmm. her know that we're not getting the showings and we're not getting the people through the open houses and the fact that we're getting some people we're not getting feedback and we're not getting an offer is. It's That's feedback enough. Right, yeah. So, yeah, and that tells everything. So that's what we need to let people know. Mm -hmm. um, and so I got her down a little bit. Eventually, I'll get her down enough, and eventually I'll get it sold. But it just takes a little bit of time. Education. Hello? Education is the right. key. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes. So, but you know, everyone, everyone has their own time frame, and there's a buyer for every property, right? Right. So, yeah. So, but hello from um, hello San Francisco Bay Area. So, but um, I don't want to keep you. So. Um, um, I do appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you. It was great to chat with you and learn a little bit more about your market. Um, yeah. And I appreciate you taking the time to learn a bit, little bit more about mine. Always yeah. here to help and collaborate. And I know that we'll be talking many more times in the future. Absolutely. And have a great day. Thank and you. And thank you everyone for stopping by. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, Stacy. Bye. Bye-bye.